right, welcome everyone to our second episode of the Talking Ball Y'all Picking You Post Game Podcast. I'm David Burnett, joined by Slick, Ricky Whitaker, and we're going to have Clay Sweet and possibly Darren Uzel, our sideline reporter on our live broadcast, going to jump in a little bit tonight. Following Picayune's 28-7 victory over Jeff Davis County. Slick, talk a little bit about what you've seen, your, 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 just your first eyes on the game tonight. Uh, you know, Dow come 28-7. Ty kind of had a struggle in the second half again from last week. But uh, just, just your first initial thoughts on the game. But Dave, first thoughts are really kind of, I guess I wasn't surprised, to be honest. I thought that we could come out and move the football on them. I definitely thought that defensively um, we were going to be able to get pressure. You know, just watching the film when this team played Thailand last week, that was a blowout win for J.D., but uh, any time uh, Eli stepped back to throw, uh, J.D.'s quarterback, he had pressure. And, and we knew that, you know, that was going to be something they would have to do. Um, I was a little bit surprised, though, that – Coach Van Puso came out, and he had his two big running backs. He had number 20 and, and number eight in that split backfield formation, and he was giving it, you know, giving them the ball right up the middle, um, knowing that this defense could pursue and, and, and get the outside stuff. They they actually kept the ball for about three minutes, man, picked up a first down. So they, they had some, field, uh, some time of possession in their favor, and they didn't really stay with that. But, you know, my impression really of the game, I guess, as a whole was – very similar to last week. You know, we came out dominant. We pitched a shutout in the first half. We controlled the time of possession. And in the second half, that time of possession that we had sort of to go back more in their favor because we were turning the ball over. And, man, I think we had three turnovers tonight. We laid it down and lost them all. Um, so that's definitely not something that we wanted to see as a, as a repeat tonight. Yeah, you talked about um, Eli Vineyard, the quarterback at Jeff Davis. I talked to him a little bit after the game, and he was just – all he would talk about was those front four. I think he's going to see them uh, when he's dreaming tonight because uh, he was just, man, number 11. And then I brought up number 20, and he was just like, all of them are so good. So he's definitely going to be dreaming about uh, those front four. Clay, we had uh, offensively – we. First part of the game, first half, we did extremely well. You had some big runs from Dante Dowdell, who ended up scoring a touchdown. You had a big pass play from uh, Brady Robertson to uh, Ty Warren. It was a big third down pass play. Talk a little bit about that offense, since Ricky kind of touched a little bit more on the defense, and what your first initial thoughts from the offense was. Yeah, so when you look at the offense, I don't know how you really load up to stop them. They create some of the same dilemmas what Slick's talking about uh, defensively, um, the matchups that you're trying to put guys in front of this defensive line, and then you let the linebackers run free because the linebackers, they eat you alive. It's the same kind of chess match and dilemmas trying to stop this offense when you've got a quarterback and Brady Robertson who's really proven through these first two ball games that he's going to be a threat. He's got good targets out there. Kazi catches a touchdown last week. Warren makes a really nice play on a beautifully thrown ball. And then Darrell Smith. I mean, that's some weapons for Pickett. Then you look at the way Robertson's able to lay it on him. And then what are you going to do, right? So you've got that. And the biggest problem is going to be Dodell and Davis. So the passing game, you start having to really pay some attention to it. You take maybe 
box and you're in a big bind with the way these bags are. I was super impressed and I have been impressed. I need to do a, probably a little better job on our play-by-play calls on the way that the young center has played. I think he's played pretty good football through two ball games. He's just a sophomore. I think he's performed well and I think that's picked you football and in a nutshell, what you've seen out of both first half, a week ago they scored 21 points. Uh, this week they scored 21 points against really good defenses. I think the staff, you hear them kind of imploring at the end, like, hey, if we could put two of these halves together, then what kind of game it's going to be. But the reality is JDC was really good defensively. That will show itself down the stretch. Popperville was good defensively. So they're doing this against some talented defenses. Goddamn, people are get used to. I mean, we're we're wrapped in a world where people instantly want to see numbers. Goddell averages five or six yards a carry through these first two weeks against these defenses. That's a mouthful. He's doing his job and then some. He's been the thumper. Davis is what we thought he was going to be. Darrell Smith is starting to show people what he's going to be. Nike is going to be there when you need him. I mean, it's just so many options. Just a lot of fun to call, man. We're super fortunate. I hope the Pitkin fan base embraces what they get to watch each and every Friday night. Like, cycle of kids like this just don't happen all that often. So, if you're a Maroon and Gray fan, soak it in, enjoy. I'll, I'll say this. I heard y'all kind of challenge that home crowd a couple times last year. Like, let's don't wait, right? So they got to be challenged. Let's take a page out of JDC's fan uh, book tonight. Those great were, uh, blue and green fans. They hung in there, man. Almost all zeros packed out. Super excited. At times, you would have thought it was an even ball game. So for the first home game next week, I think it'd be pretty cool for the kids to look up and see a packed out crowd as they just try to defend this 5A state championship and come back loaded to the house. Yeah, Clay, you touched on a bunch of great points. Uh, Darrell Smith, um, our Farm Bureau player of the game, uh, had a spectacular night. I think he did. I think he did drop one ball, if I'm not mistaken. Um, laid one on the ground, and you, you could hear him on the sideline. I don't know uh, if Darren picked that up either, but you know, some of the coaches, he's just young. You know, he's only a sophomore doing things. And I and, and I talked to Coach uh, Steiner in the interview, you know, last year, Ricky and I, you know, Slick, we talked so much about our super sophomores. And then here you go. This year, we got some super sophomores again. Um, talk, and I'm going to ask Darren this question because he's he's got a son playing in that group. So he's watched – he's had his eyes on these kids a little bit more. Those sophomores, I want him to touch on – the few that he knows and like, especially Tristan Cooper, uh, Darren, uh, Clay brought him up to our attention, uh, early on, he went to some practices, but Darren, your thoughts on, uh, Tristan Cooper and, uh, Darrell Smith. Yeah, David, watching Tristan and, and watching Darrell at nine players last year, uh, with Canaan's team, I mean, you knew these kids were special. Um, and they, they were carrying, they were carrying the ninth grade team last year. Tristan and Darrell were, uh, and even Logan Hall, I mean, he, he, he carried a load last year as well. And Brennan uh, at center on the line. So 
yeah, you got a group of sophomores coming up that's going to be uh, they're going they're going to be very very good too. So, uh, you know, watch these kids grow. It's exciting to see, and uh, the future is bright uh, for this Maroon Tide team. Yeah, Darren, I think we get so carried away about some of the other ones. And great point on naming that center. I know Clay mentioned him too. Uh, Brendan is doing a phenomenal job. It's a big, big thing to have to step in as a sophomore. And you're really the, the captain of the offensive line. You know, as a center, um, I asked Peyton Wells, we'll have an interview with the senior guard, Peyton Wells. And I asked him how he thought the young guys were, were playing. And uh, so you can hear his thoughts on how well that group's meshing together uh, later on in this uh, podcast. Uh, Slick, man, Cody talked a lot about, man, we're just not good yet. We're just not good yet. You didn't hear him before we interviewed him. He said it on the interview. We're, we're, we're not good yet. And he, he said we hadn't won a second half yet. We got we got uh, we lost seven to nothing in the second half to Popperville. Luckily, we were up 21 to nothing. This game, we were up 21 to nothing. And we went seven to seven in the second half, and uh, those these tight games in second half where it's going to be won. Talk a little bit about what's going on in the second half for the Tide. Hey, Dan, I think it's really a couple of things. I mean, and you know, we were all kind of talking about it, um, Darren and, and Clay and myself. Is you know, these are 15, 17 year old kids. Some of them fifteen. It, it's hard really to to put in their minds that. Listen, we're up 21 to nothing, and, and we've got to continue to be as intense. You kind of expect the team to lay down a little bit, and you know they, we're going to face teams, Dave, that are that are going to be in a in a spot like that, and they probably will tuck it in and go home. Um, you know, we're, we're going to face some good teams, and good teams will probably hang their heads a little bit, but great teams are never going to quit. And I think that we faced two great teams that have came out, and you know. I mentioned in the, in the broadcast that Clay and I have been on the home side. We've been on the top of the box at the home, at the home side um, this year in both of these away games that we played in. And we see that. We get to see the reactions on the sideline. There's never a point, Dave, where these guys are expecting to lose the game, where they're not you know, calling timeouts, getting their kids back going again. They're not happy with just showing up and, and making a good show, right? They, they want to win. They want to compete. And and I think that it's easy to forget that sometimes. But Coach Steiger's right. I mean, we still got to come out and finish. And I think what we're not seeing that you and I got to see firsthand last year is we, we saw Pickune sometimes come out flat, right? And it was the first half where we weren't playing well and then we picked it up in the second half. Um, it's been a little bit different this year. But I'll mention too, Dave, and I know you didn't ask me this question, but I was pretty impressed. Just, um, you know, I like Dante's carries where they were at. I think that we had... 32 offensive plays that we ran tonight. Um, you know, Dante's carries were around 15. Um, he was at 27 last week. So uh, Chris's production went up. Darrell's production went up. Uh, Naki had more carries. So I think that that's a big deal. And, and I think a big miss tonight was, you know, without Darrell Smith on the field, um, these guys running to the football, running to, uh, to, to, to Dante like they were, really seven, eight guys moving. Um, you know, it would have been an easy night for Darrell to probably pop one of those um, patented runs that he does, you know, from that those traps, those inside runs. So we didn't have that in our in our back pocket either tonight, and I think that also impacted our defense. Yeah, it did. That's a great point about uh, missing Darnell. I've seen him before the uh, before the game, so hopefully we can get him back soon. Uh, or, you know, going to be thinking about him, and hopefully he'll jump back in because, man, he is such a 
key role in this offense that Picune runs. And, and a lot of times, like last week, he kind of he kind of gets lost because you don't show up on the stat sheet. But when Chris or Dante's running, it's it's a lot of lot of what Darrell does that provides that. Well, Clay, talking about um, Darrell and the offense, and uh, you I'm great point about the fans, man. Me and Slick talked about them last year about man, we really need fan support, man. We can't ask for better fan support through two games. Uh, so shout out to the fans. Um, talk a little bit about, uh, I was going to ask, we talked, touched on Darrell. Chris had a big long run, which you expect. But, and more about Brady's awareness as a quarterback uh, being his first year. Yeah, I've been impressed with, and you know, Ricky Glenn was on it, right? Y'all had the pleasure of being around him some. At the uh, quarterback camp, the Elite 40 quarterback camp, um, when he was still kind of recovering from an injury. But Slick was all over about the pretty ball, you know, that he throws. I think it helped Brady um, confidence-wise to see the way that he pitched on the baseball diamond. Some people are thinking, what are you talking about? For, for an athlete, man, Brady Robertson had some big starts for that pick you baseball team. Um, had a lot of success out on the mound. Well, for a, a young person that age, if you think that doesn't bleed over, you're crazy. And so I think I think that's helped him a lot. I think the play calling tonight helped him. I think, you know, they put him in some good spots being able to throw the football. You mentioned uh, Darrell catches one that he's going to want to have back. His numbers look even better. He had Darrell about to run away from a guy that's going to be a big play. That Darrell just didn't, uh, just didn't squeeze, and so I've been really impressed um, with the things that uh, Brady has done. Now I think there's some spots to improve. I don't think uh, Brady would mind me saying that. There's some of those pitches that maybe are on Dante, but maybe on Brady too. He called Brady on one pitch that um, uh, Dottel tonight where. Um, Dante had to take half a little step in the wrong direction. That's stuff that you can clean up. But overall, I think the quarterback play has been good. And what it's been has been really now you have to worry about a two-dimensional pick team, which isn't honestly fair, but that's kind of what they're going to give the opponents to review after two ball games. Yeah, good point from about Brady. He was even saying those exact words, Clay. So you took the almost the words out of Brady's mouth, just like got to get better. You know, some of that's on me. Got to get better. So heads up job from uh, Brady of trying to be that leader that the Tide need. And uh, it's because it's because at times it can be frustrating. But uh, we talked about who scored. I'm gonna run down it again. You had Dante had a touchdown. Darrell Smith had two touchdowns, and Chris Davis with one of his patent. Long runs just outruns everyone for a big long touchdown. Slick, we're going to go with the final thoughts. Uh, talk about what you, you know, your final thoughts on this game, but also a little touch of what we might see from Gulfport. Well, I think just my, my final thoughts on this game, Dave, are very similar to the ones last weekend. I mean, it was just kind of a similar second half, but you know, I think there's a there's a lot of positives here, right? I mean, when you're talking about um, winning, winning a game uh, at Jefferson Davis in a very hostile environment, as Clay mentioned. I mean, they were shooting confetti late in the fourth quarter, you know, uh, a score away from winning the game um, against a very, very good team, against a very good Poppyville team that we won 21-7. to 7. 
you know, we've beaten good teams. We're scoring points. The defense is playing well. So we've got so many good things to build on. So I think that when you look at that, the only thing you can say is, is that, man, we're not even as good as we're going to be yet. And that's also, as Clay mentioned, that's a scary thing to think about because we're pretty good right now. So I think looking at Gulfport, we're going to see a team. It's another one of those kids that we saw a wise quarterback camp. He's a good-looking kid. He's athletic. He's going to throw the football. Um, they'll come out and try to throw the ball some. They'll be pretty big up front. Um, those 6 eight schools always are. Um, they gave us a good ball game last year. So, you know, um, this game last year for us, uh, between us and J.D. was only, you know, we, we won that game by eight points. I think the Gulfport game was a little closer, um, if I remember the score correctly. So I look for us to, to, to go in and, and have a similar, you know, similar performance. I think that we'll come in and play well. And I think that if a team wants to come out and throw the football against us, man, you're going to have your hands full with that secondary that we have. Yeah, I mean, somebody doesn't get mentioned much is Naki Ratcliffe. Touched the ball a little bit of running back and just trucked one of the guys. And it wasn't a very long run, but it was pretty impressive. Thinking about he's he's Picayune's third or fourth option on most nights and to have him and, and the play that he does on defense is also phenomenal. But I, I touch on my interviews real quick before I get you, Clay. I'm going to say we got Coach Cody Stogner, who we always get after every game. Then we had Coach Tyler Smith talking about that defensive front. We also got Peyton Wells, that senior offensive lineman, uh, on the podcast. And I called up with Tristan Cooper. Uh, I had to get him, man. That, that kid's just been uh, eye-popping, especially tonight. But, Clay, we, I got those guys talk. on your fi- In your final thoughts, add a player maybe I, I may have been overlooked or maybe the first two games we haven't really talked about but that uh, some of our fans really, really need to pay more attention to maybe against uh, Gulfport. Man, that's an interesting there, uh, David. I don't, you know, it's hard. I hope that we're covering them up, man, so good. Like, uh, we, we try, right, to get every uh, spotlight on, on the kids that um, deserve it. Probably a guy that I had some swings and misses. I mentioned it uh, tonight. McGill at linebacker. Uh, Hickman had a, had a nice night tonight. He's going to have um, a good output. But I probably didn't highlight uh, McGill as much as I should have a week ago. I believe he had nearly double-digit tackles. He was always in the right spot. He keeps great like, leverage. He makes that uh, back go back where Big Hugh walks. That's something I hear Seth Hayden really preach and Coach Summers in practice. So, uh, the McGill kid, man, uh, he's a lot of fun to watch. He's similar in build as uh, Amarion, and, and he's so good at what he does and so competitive, man. Like, how, like, the thumpers for those guys, those two guys, uh, that thumper in their chest for them, man, has got to be unreal. Because they, like, honestly, dude, there's no way they should play the spot that they play at the size that they play at at the level they get after. But McGill's a fun watch, man. Yeah, McGill, and we'll, I touch on uh, Christian James. I forgot. We, I don't know if we mentioned him tonight. He had a, a interception that I thought should have been a pick six. Uh, really, I didn't see it. I don't know if you guys seen it. I didn't see a penalty really in that play. But uh, And then uh, maybe mention him a little bit, Clay, and, then, and, and that play specifically on what you've seen. And I'll have to go back and listen to your call. And uh, your final thoughts on the game. Man, I go ahead. Was it to Darren? Go no, ahead, it was Darren. it was to Clay. It was to Clay. It was back to Clay. 
Yeah, no, I was just going to say, man, we said it. We hit the head over and over about, like, our listeners, man, being able to, like, so thankful, dude. The numbers from the first week and tonight have been uh, great for the live cover. So I appreciate y'all, man, kind of letting uh, me come in and piggyback off of what y'all built last year. And the honor it is and the pleasure, dude. This has been a, a real kick for the last two weeks. So we thank them for going to find not only this podcast, but the live coverage back-to-back week. Yeah, and I'll get Darren one final thought on Darren. Darren, you've, you've covered two games for uh, for Talking Ball Y'all on the live broadcast doing a sideline. Um, first question, I'm going to have a two. I want you to give me your little final thoughts on this game, too. Can't leave you out. But also, the experience that you've gotten from two games. I, I hear – I haven't got to listen to the game back yet, but uh, play was kind of ecstatic that the equipment worked properly and he said you talked a good bit so i can't wait to hear that but you know just talk about your experiences through two games of calling high school football and then uh, also your final thoughts on the game yeah david i mean it's it's exciting to be able to be down there on the sidelines and see it all take place firsthand and be close to the plays and all i mean it's as far as being on the field we can't because we're old guys now but but this is as close as we can get, and it, it's a it's a blast. And I know I got a lot to correct, but I'm having a, I'm having a, a great time doing it. And as far as what I saw in the game, we start off high tide, and we kind of ended off low tide. And you know we we just gotta we gotta keep it high all, all, all throughout the, the game and, and finish it out. Yeah, good point there. Uh, once can't wait to see us play a full four quarters. Um, I, I think if that happens, man, look out. Um, well, my final thoughts on the game is basically the same thing you guys have touched on. Todd's just got to find a way to keep that, keep going through quarters three and four. Um, the defense plays lights out just about the whole game, both both times uh, through two weeks. And uh, can't ask much more from the defense. Um, I'm getting kind of excited about playing Gulfport next week. We're going to see a team that's not going to run the ball as much. So possibly spread it around. And so, man, Coach Tyler, even in the broadcast, I mean, in the uh, interview, was just meant – you could tell he was just, like, happy to see a team that's going to be a spread team. So we kind of unleash some of the guys a little more. So should be an exciting game. If you can't get there Friday, listen to Clay, Slick, and Darren on the live broadcast. Download that MixLR app. Search Picayune. Hit the follow button so you can follow us. You'll know exactly when we go on the air from a notification by uh, email. Um, guys, can't wait to go back and listen to the broadcast. Thanks for uh, joining me on the podcast. Man, another good one. Long road trip back, but uh, it's always good to get that win. Next week, we'll, uh, we'll, we got Gulfport, so we'll have y'all back uh, with another post-game podcast next week after Gulfport, first home game of the season. Thanks, guys. Ready for faster internet and better service? Of course you are. And that's exactly what you'll get with Coast Connect. Coast Connect gives you blazing speed for faster downloads, streaming video, gaming, or working from home. And it's backed by top shelf service from local people you know and trust. Why wait? Get the speed you need with the service you deserve. Sign up today at coastconnect.com. Coast Connect, powered by Coast Electric. All right, I'm joined by sophomore defensive lineman Tristan Cooper. Tristan, good game there. Uh, second game as a varsity player. Uh, how's that going for you, uh, transitioning from ninth grade football into varsity? 
I mean, it's, it's a different level. I'm excited. You made some big plays. I even tweeted out one of your big stops. Man, you're so fast off the ball. You may be undersized for a defensive lineman, yeah. but a good job by the coaches, Coach Seth and uh, Tyler Smith, of finding a spot for you. Yes, uh, how do you like playing on defensive line? I mean, I got to get in while I fit in. I'm just I'm just happy to be on the team, be happy to be on defense. Do you, do, uh, do you practice any on offense, or are you just mainly just defense? No, sir, uh, strictly defense. So going forward, I mean, tonight we get another win, 28 to 7. You heard Coach talk about these uh, fourth, no, second halves. We're not winning the second half. So as a young guy, what do you think uh team needs to do to try to get where we win in those second half battles? Monday, we're just going to have to get back, get in shape, play harder. All right, thanks, Tristan. Uh, good luck the rest of the year. Thank you. It feels good to buy local. Whether you're supporting your community's small businesses, family-owned restaurants, or Farm Bureau Insurance, the local agents at Farm Bureau Insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect what's important. Farm Bureau Insurance is headquartered right here in Mississippi with local agents in your community. If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Popperville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Fazan, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. All right, I'm here with uh, defensive line coach, Coach Tyler Smith. Coach, half a game by the defense. I almost got that shutout. I know y'all want those. I know you want to shut out every game. Uh, talk a little bit about that defensive line and the kind of pressure they're applying play after play, and then we'll hit on some of the guys yeah, well, specifically. Our, uh, our, defensive, our defensive game plan this week was real easy. But, I mean, we see these wing T teams, you know, five, six times a year, so it's real easy for us. The only thing we got to do up front is just – Play technique, get off the ball, you know, just play sound football, you know. All, this week, defensive line up front, it isn't pretty, but, you know, if you do your job against a team like this up front, you'll shut them down pretty easily. Yeah, Jeff Davis is no slouch. 3A school has they have more football players on their squad than we do as a, a 5A. Coach, I want to talk – I've interviewed him, and then I asked Cody, and he showed up last week, but Tristan Cooper, uh, number 20 sophomore defensive tackle, Undersized to play that role, Coach, but, man, he does, I mean, so quick off the ball and gets there. Talk about the uh, idea of putting him there or even just trying him because he's not size, not not, yeah. not that he's big for that. Well, if anybody that's seen us in the spring, you know, we played, we started with Tristan Cooper actually at the end, but uh, going into Popperville last week, we thought that uh, having JB out there and experience 15-game starter from last year at the end would help us a lot more, so we moved Tristan down inside, and he kind of just found his spot, he found his spot there because – as you see tonight, uh, he gets off the football, man. It's insane that kids get off, you know. I got to rein him back sometimes, and uh, he's still he's still a young pup, and he's got to learn how to play his technique, but uh, he, he's going to have a, a bright future in this league. And then you mentioned the other guys. It's got to help to have Xavion uh, Coleman next to you and Jamie Williams on one end and Waller on the other end. As a package deal, it'd be you, you would be hard-pressed to find a better front four starters i mean you still got some backups that can come in and play key roles in that on that line but don't, just talk about that that group as a whole well like you said you know i'm returning i returned three guys that that won state championships last year that that played 15 games and you know i i, I keep them humble but i tell them every week you know you're the best defensive line in the state you just got to play like it 
and it's not I'm not trying to just brag on them and you know and boast and be whatever but I want them guys to get it in their mind and know you know you guys are good you could be you could be humble you could be respectful but at some point you know you are good football players and I want you to get that in your mind all right so we try to go out there as a unit and not only just you know do our job and play the best we can but we try to go out there and dominate because you know we've got the ability to do it so I, I try to instill that in the guys and then they go out there every week and just show it so I, I, kudos to them, man. I got a great, great group of guys. Well, Coach, we're not going to see the wing team next week. We're going to play uh, our first home game of the season, play Gulfport. Um, what you expect out of Gulfport? Just a quick, uh, you know, any notes? Uh, Gulfport's always tough, you know, and it's different from what we've seen these first two weeks with a, a real heavy run team. Uh, they're going to get into the spread some. They'll still run the ball. They're going to throw it, but uh, you know, we're going to unleash the pass rushers on them too. So, you know, we get a chance to open up open up our guns a little bit next week and really go after it. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, hopefully we'll see some more sacks, more opportunities at least for some sacks, Coach. Well, good luck next week, Coach. Good good win tonight against a team that's probably going to be playing at USM uh, come December. So uh, thank you all. Always. Appreciate it, guys. His goal? To win state. Our goal? To keep him in bounds. Huddle up, guys. 54, XY, go. On two. Ready? Break. While he makes the play, we help make a difference in his life. Because as a man of integrity, he is certain to keep in bounds. Join FCA as we strive to put the heart and soul in sports by impacting the world for Jesus Christ. To learn more, contact us at fca.org. That's fca.org. All right, I'm over here with senior offensive lineman, plays guard, Peyton Wells. Peyton, man, y'all, first two games, man, y'all coming out hot, getting 21 to nothing leads. Talk a little bit about the fast start, but then also this, you know, the second half troubles y'all had. We're uh, we get off to a good start, which is good because it gives us a little cushion towards uh, when we start to struggle in our past two games. But I think it's, it comes down to inexperience. I mean, look at last year's group. We were young. We had rough games to start the year last year, and this year we kind of had some good starts, and then they kind of fluttered in and out with some fumbles, some things we can we can control. What's going on? It ain't like it's the elements or anything like that, and why? Yeah, well, Peyton, you know you got some new guys on the uh, offensive line with you. Um, talk a little bit about how they're progressing. They're, uh, they're doing pretty good. I'm not, I mean, shoot, to, to be a sophomore starting in your first game against some of them some of them boys from Popperville and then Jefferson Davis, who's the best 3A program of 2A, 3A of all time. It's kind of impressive what he's been doing. Then you got Donnell, who's just been working down there. BJ did, had a good game tonight. We had we did a lot of good things. We just clean up the the three or four mistakes each each game. I don't I don't see I don't see where we go wrong right there. Yeah, Peyton. Well, good job. Thanks for uh, jumping on a minute. If you sound like we're running, we're having to walk to the buses as they're loading up. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Hey, thank you, Mr. Dave. I'm Sawyer. Are you tired of shopping for the best insurance for the Rose Premium? Talk to my dad. I'm going to let him do the shopping for you. Call Ray Hart at A-Plus. Insurance is right here in Begin. For home, auto, business, or life. For all your insurance needs. Call 601-798-8032. A-Plus Insurance is the right coverage for the right price. Yeah, we've got Coach Stogner here. Coach Stog. Great first half. And it seems, I mean, you you enforce your will on them in the first half. And it seems like the second half, we're kind of bogging down a little bit. 
Can you tell me what's what's happening there? Uh, we're just we're just not very good yet. I mean, we've got to be able to play four quarters, 48 minutes, and we probably played really good for about 29, 30 minutes tonight. Really good the first 24, yeah. but then that's two games in a row we lost the second half. So we're, and we got to come out and be able to win every quarter, especially that fourth quarter when the games, especially when tight games and they're on the line. So, you know, that's just part of the conditioning and, and part of focus, and you know that's something we can fix. So we'll fix that on Monday. Yeah. Well, good luck with Gulfport next week. That, that's who we got next week, huh? Gulfport? Gulfport at home, yep. Yeah. Coach, I want to ask a couple more. Talking about, um, you talked about not not good yet, but also the fumbles. I don't know that we had that many fumbles in any game last year. Would you uh, talk about, was it, I mean, it hasn't rained. I mean, I don't know what the uh, what caused those fumbles. Just lack of, lack of focus. Lack of lack of focus, just, I mean, that's really what it is. That's, you know, we always talk about the things that we control, we can control that. You know, and there's nothing really in this world I hate worse than fumbles, maybe besides pickles, but, you know, a, a fumble just drives me insane. And it's something that, because it's we can control it. Yeah. But like I said, it's going to come down to really conditioning and focus, and, and, and that's what it all is. Coach, you, you talked about winning those second halves. We haven't won a second half. You know, Popperville uh, last week shut us out in the second half. This week, I think it was 7-7 seven seven second half. So what are some of the things you're going to focus on starting Monday or starting on your ride home? I know how you are. You're gonna be thinking about that. Try to get these guys to play a little bit. I mean, I, I'm not saying hard. They play hard, but whatever it is, to try to get over that hump. Well, I mean, we're just gonna keep conditioning. I mean, you know, we got we got. It's all about conditioning and our preparation. But you know, they got to they've got to be able to want to. We have, we, got, we we could have put that team away. That's a really good team, by it's the way. They're gonna they're gonna be playing in December for the three A state championship. I firmly believe it. And, uh, but we should have put that team away. We had the ability to put that team away. We didn't have the want to. I don't think. But I think. It's going to come down to us getting in better shape and just better focusing on knowing what we're going to do. But I, I really believe we have a good team. We're just not there yet, but I know we'll get there. Because I just want to ask about one. Uh, I interviewed Tristan Cooper. He's a little undersized for a defensive lineman. Um, I asked him, and he, I want heck of a job for y'all finding a spot for this kid. I mean, uh, I tweeted a play out, and I said, y'all better get to learn number 20. Uh, talk about the job that some of the, even just number four has done, uh, Darrell Smith, just some of the young guys. We talked about how sophomore heavy were last year and how they stepped up we've got some sophomores this year just as good as the sophomores we had last year well, look i mean you know i feel like our coaches side is the best in the state to find the best players to put in there and give us the best chance to be successful and you know so those are good athletes and uh but you know it's like like tonight we had two two young fullbacks that had to step up and play for darnell like we tell them every day hey you're always one play away from playing whether you don't think it or not so you know they got a little taste of it and uh you know we gotta go back to work because they can always get better you know there's a lot of things that we can be able to see on film and fix and no, but the main thing is, is our attitude that for, for 48 minutes has just got to be relentless and we got to play with a great effort for 48 minutes. Coach, thank you. Safe ride home. Uh, looking forward to home game, our first one next week. We play Gulfport at PQ, so good luck on that, and uh, we'll see you next Friday. Yes, sir. See you all then.